Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Music Matters Media Podcast. I'm Lisa. And I'm Eric. And today we have a very exciting episode. Today on our podcast, we have Ethan Altschuler, who is a digital artist that I stumbled upon on social media. And I just had to reach out to this uh, young man and find out more because his artwork is incredible. So I was extremely, extremely impressed with what I've seen online, and we wanted to explore a little bit further on his work. So that's the episode that we have today. Today we are going to have an interview with Ethan, and I hope that all of you guys enjoy. Good morning. Hi. Good morning, Ethan. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Thank you so much for coming on today. Yeah, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to do this. I mean, this is such an honor. I really appreciate it. So we just want to dive right in um, today and get started talking about your history, how you started to become an artist. Um, yeah. I, re- I really want to know how you first got into art. So uh, I started drawing at the age of three, um, as, as, as early as I can remember. I um, can't exactly remember like what I was into at the time, but I mean, I had started just like drawing at three and then I discovered band art early in elementary school, I mean, I would draw Lincoln Park and it eventually transformed into painting. And now I've been really obsessed with Wacom tablet art in Photoshop. That's awesome. When, what age did you realize that you were good at drawing? I think it was six or seven, I think. Wow. So you were, yeah, pretty young. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Later on, you ended up getting into digital artwork. How did that come about? Uh, well, I'm in a game art. I'm in a school for game art and animation right now, and um, I took a class, uh, game art fundamentals, in my first semester that required Wacom tablets, and I didn't have one because I couldn't afford one since they were like hundred dollars, and I would rent them from the school, and I'd keep renting them until this one day when. Uh, they didn't have any available because they were all rented out, and I had this assignment that I was doing, and I had to go run to Best Buy to buy one for like hundred dollars. And then, wow! I mean, I, I eventually I got used to it. I mean, you can only paint with cert within certain parameters, and it's difficult at first. I mean, even my aunt tried it, and uh, she wasn't able, so she was just did scribbly lines. So I want to know what inspires you to create art. Um. What inspires me? Well, a lot of things. Well, stuff that happens in my life, uh, even other artists inspire me. And um, 
because like I want to get my art out to like famous people to build my following. Actually, that's that's the perfect thing I wanted to talk about you saying that. Can you um I read up on this. Can you tell us more about meeting um Ian from Newfound Glory and what happened yeah. with that? What how it all started was one night uh well I'm experienced in Photoshop. One night I was playing my old precision bass. I took a photo of me shirtless and I photoshopped his tattoos on my body. I made an angry face cuz like he makes those funny faces on stage. Right. And I like I edited my bass where I like added decals like the Taylor Swift decal and I like added all the Newfound Glory's logos and I removed the background and then like I direct messaged him. This is back in 2016. I was like, Ian, thank you for being my inspiration. I mean, I also got in touch with ex Newfound Glory guitarist Steve Klein about a couple months ago when like I had paint, I because like from a text that I'd made, I mean, a sketch that I'd made of his custom jazz masters. And then when his dog, one of his dogs passed away, like the day after he made the post, I decided to grab out my Wacom tablet, spent an hour creating this digital painting of his dog, Higgins, who died. And like Steve reposted that image of Higgins and he's like, thank you, at Ethan AR. I love this. It's amazing how many lives Higgins has impacted. I sincerely appreciate everyone being there for me. Thank you. And like, aside from that, like meeting Newfound Glory was not only amazing, but like the second time I saw them in 2017 at a special event, like an album release party. Like before that, I had made a Sharpie sketch of Ian uh, freehand, and then I gave it to him that day. I saw them, and then like weeks later, he comes back. He puts that image on his bass picks. Wow. In tune, in tune guitar picks. Wow. And which is insane, and like. Yeah, these are going to be used on tours. Like, no way. Like, I had no idea that he was going to do that. And was like, that's... That's incredible. Yeah, that's a real honor. Yeah, I'm super honored. And then, like, two months later, because like because he had to get them first, he mailed me 12 picks after I gave him my address. And I asked for them. And I got them. And they're insane. That's incredible. Super, thank you. Super honored to have them. How long have you been a fan of Newfound Glory, and how did you first Since start? Since I was a kid, uh, I think a friend of mine got me onto them. Very uh, nice. What album did you them. start out with? Well, I love Sticks and Stones and Catalyst and their self-titled album. I mean, their old stuff's great. Totally. Um, I, I really miss Steve Klein a lot. He was great, but uh, I just got to respect Newfound Glory as they are right now. Right. What did you think about their last album, by the way? Makes me sick. Uh... It wasn't as great as Resurrection was, their 2014 album. It wasn't that much pop punky. I was really shocked when I heard the sound of two voices, which kind of sounds like an island-themed song. Right. It's like, what? This isn't Newfound Glory. This is like Beach Boys or something like that. <laughs> and it's like, what happened? Again, I was like, well, there's nothing I can do about it. The past pick can't be rewritten. You can either like listen to it but then i kept listening to the album over and over again and i started falling in love with it and i couldn't i realized that you can't be judgmental the first time you listen right but uh, you just got to respect me found glory as they are right now and that's the only thing you can do so has your art have has any other acknowledgments from other band members tom thacker one of the guitarists of some 41 if you look the my most recent post of tom thacker he actually liked that post wow you see the guy with the gold gibson yes 
Yeah, with the gold yeah, yeah. right? Because like out of two out of two hundred something likes, you'll see you'll keep scrolling. You'll see it, he actually liked the post. How I found you was um, through your Mark Hoppus post. I'm a huge Blink One Eighty Two fan. Yeah, I they even they they liked the post. They commented. I know. I saw they that. Didn't, they didn't. They didn't follow me. Uh, I also painted Derek Woodley of Song Forty One. Um. That got reposted, not by the band, but by a fan page. Uh, I also got a like from Ian himself. When I, If you scroll down, you'll see uh, I, I drew his precision bases. And like I even, like, Steve started following me after I uploaded the Sharpie sketch of his Jazz Masters that were custom made. It was like, Ian and Chad, if you look at my very first post of the digital painting... You'll see that two fourths of Newfound Glory liked that post of them at Warp Tour. That's amazing. It's, that must yeah. have that must have felt great when you saw that they they noticed yeah. you. Even even their photographer Paris Fasson, like like those. She follows me. She liked the pencil sketch I did of Ian, and even she liked the post that I made of Chris Caraba, Dashboard Professional. Yeah, that one blew. Oh my God, you blew me away with that one. That took three days. Wow, really? Not in a row, not in a row, because due to schoolwork, but because it's like tatting in reality. It's like, you know how tats take hours. It's like, because you have to get the details and you use the eyedropper tool in Photoshop to make it look as realistic as possible. You nailed that. Everything down from the tattoos to how his guitar looks. Seriously, man. Yeah, with the worn neck and the worn body. Yeah. And the, all the highlights and shadows. Yeah, this was actually my most difficult... Uh, one that I've done honestly, and I can't wait to show you Zachary Merrick of All Time Low, which will be revealed Saturday because that's his birthday. He's turning thirty. Very and, nice. Um, Zach Merrick uh took, I think, about the same time as Chris did. That we we're looking forward to seeing that because we're big fans yeah, of All Time Low. I, I mean, I started working on Killing Quinn of Sleeping with Sirens because his birthday's on Tuesday, but uh. My computer crashed, and I'm sure the file's still saved, but it wouldn't. My computer wouldn't turn on, and I took it to the store. So I'm hoping I get it back as soon as possible. Hopefully, they can fix it and turn it back on again because I gotta, get, I gotta keep working on Kellen. Definitely. I want to post it in time for his birthday. What kind of bands do you listen to? Because it sounds like you have a, a wide, uh, varied taste. Well, well, I love pop punk a lot, like Newfound Glory, Yellow Card, Sum Forty One, Blink One Two, Neck Deep. Uh, I also like, uh, some rap artists like Tyler, the creator, Kendrick Lamar, and even Travis Scott, who you'll see like next to Derek. Very nice. And Vince Staples. And I like a lot of stuff. Um, also I want to know, how did you get into your, your music taste that you've developed now? Well, I'm a bass player and, uh. I play bass, and I was trying. I was trying to start a band at school, but it just didn't work out. And um, it's just like who I grew up on. It's like I think a friend of mine. I, I don't know how exactly I got onto Yellow Card because I, th- I think it was a friend who got me onto them and Newfound Glory and Less Than Jake and Nice, all the classics. Oh yeah, from the two thousands. Yeah, to me, that's my favorite era of pop punk, the early 2000s. Same, yeah, but I mean, I like State Champs too, and Neck Deep, and Story So Far. Totally, totally. Um, do you plan on, on doing, I saw that you did Neck Deep's album cover. 
Well, it, it's not exactly their album cover. It's like it because you see that the boys are in the the men are in the foreground when in fact on their actual album they're not there and uh like the top of the album is actually black not white i mean i modified it to add your own style yeah but make it look as close to the album as possible do you plan on doing ben the lead singer anytime in the future ben well his birthday is not till july 22nd i mean yes i would love to do ben right now i'm just waiting for the tech shop to call me back with hopefully some good news so I can get back to work on Kel and Quinn. And uh, I'm not worried about doing Ben until over the summer. Or I even I don't even have to do it for his birthday. I can create Ben anytime. That's, but, that's uh, true. Hopefully everything turns out good with your computer. Yeah. Um, thank you. So I looked up uh, on you for a bit, and I found that you took a trip to Nicaragua. Yes, I did, because I remember my mom, she went on a girl's trip with like a couple other women and our travel agent back in May of 2013 to this resort called McCool, which is south of Managua, the capital, and it's a beach resort, and like on the way, they passed a school where there was like, they had no art supplies, and like I donated, I think seventy pounds was it of art supplies, canvases, acrylic paints, like sharpies, and like download. I mean, not download, donate. Sorry, uh, a lot of art supplies, and I even taught art lessons for two days. I saw that. Yeah, I saw the video where you were teaching kids um, art lessons, and that and yeah. and that it said that that was the first time that they ever received an art lesson. Yeah, yeah, because like their school is like not developed. I mean, they even have a well on campus. That's, that's insane. Um, it's like they, ha- they even have classrooms outside. Cause I saw people with their desks, like under this canopy, like on this tiled floor with this shade above their head. And it's like open room. It's like, you can walk in and walk out at any time. Wow. That's insane. Um, yeah. how, how was the culture shock between the United States and, well, and over there? Nicaragua, they're a developing country, and yet they don't complain about it. They're just happy with their life. I mean, despite that they have to carry buckets of water up the hill and they have to shower outside and that, like, they have to pee and poo in uh, outhouses made of wood in the back and that they have farm animals, like, even... Because I remember when I went to the school, like, and one of the teacher's houses, like, they had pigs and chickens and that they're just satisfied with their lifestyle no matter how inconvenient it is for them they mean they don't even view it as inconvenient which is amazing they've just grown accustomed to it exactly wow and and what made you want to go over there specifically and do that for them it wasn't my choice it's just that my mom was on a girl's trip and that was their destination and when she found out about the school there, like she told me about it, say we should go back in November for my father's 66th birthday back at the, at the time uh, and go to this resort and check out the school there and maybe you can do an art lesson. I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. And and how was uh, the kids over there when you, when uh, you the talked to them? The kids are wonderful. The kids are wonderful. I mean, some of them didn't even speak English and I like had to use... Like, I had started taking Spanish in ninth grade because I had to even, like, 
make copies of like the study guides or like the chapter reviews of each section I was learning in Spanish and I'd have to bring them to me and I'd have to read them Wow! to try to relate with these kids. Cause like I'm, I wasn't an experienced bilingual. Right. You, there was a language barrier there. Exactly. Wow. And how long were you over there for? Uh, it was about a week, I think. And where are you located now, Ethan? I go to school in Burlington, Vermont. I live in Los Angeles, California. And how old are you? I am 19. 19, wow. I'm a, fresh, I'm a freshman in college. Very nice. And what are you studying in college specifically? Uh, game art animation. Very cool. So so what do you plan to do in the future with that? Uh, besides being a band, obviously, because I'm a huge music lover and I really want to get on the road. But uh, I also want to uh, be an artist to the music industry and hopefully be hired by labels and or individuals so I can create art. And uh, even my brother, who's in the music industry, who's also a sound engineer, uh, wants to go to record labels and negotiate deals with rights as to whether or not like they can sell my art with like as merch. Yeah, that would be ideal. Because like the art that like I've been creating, um, I didn't think about it. Like maybe, um, like I I don't know if I could get in trouble for it or because like I've seen other people like create art of these artists, and I'm sure these artists get tagged on Instagram and um like I don't know if you can sell it as your own art because like these aren't like existing images or paintings. These are actual reference images. Right. I mean, I would never duplicate a painting or, like, recreate an existing painting and call it mine. But the thing is, is that I'm sure these images that are uploaded to the internet get downloaded by thousands of people, even millions of people, like, every day. So who was the first musician that you decided to, to draw? Uh, in my life? Yeah. I think it was Linkin Park. Lincoln Park, nice. Did you draw Chester or the whole band? I think the whole band. Very nice. So you were yeah, that was like in, that was like in fourth, third grade. How did you receive the news of you know what happened last summer? Yeah, that was in July. Uh, it was like on the internet, and like I got a message from somebody, and I was like, I can't believe this shit. And it's like, this has got to be fake. I was like, please tell me you got that from Breitbart, and then. <laughs> And they're like, I'm sorry. And I was like, oh. But yeah, man, I feel you. When I found out about yeah. Chris Cornell, that's the first thing that went honest, to my head. To be honest, I wasn't like heartbroken about Chris Cornell. I wasn't devastated, but I was disappointed. Because there's a difference, huge difference between disappointed and heartbroken. Yeah, of course. Did you ever think about creating any tribute art after the fact? I was going to create something for Chester Bennington on his birthday, but uh, I was not going to have enough time with schoolwork. And plus, like, the amount of time it has taken me. It, it's taken me over a day to create these people. I mean, luckily, Mark Hoppus was, like, five hours. Wow, okay. But, um, Derek Wibley, I think, was eight hours or nine hours. Um, but depending on if people have tattoos or not, like, if they're, like, covering, those will take days. Yeah, you said that Chris Caraba was your most difficult one to draw thus far. Oh right? yes, oh yes, that definitely with all those uh, body work. And when did you get into dashboard? Uh, I mean, I like a couple. Of, I like their old stuff, like Hands Down and 
stolen, don't wait. Um, Definitely. Now, do you, do you frequent concerts a lot? Uh, yeah, I mean, I just saw Blink-182 and Good Charlotte at Music Festival in Costa Mesa while I was on spring break. Jealous. I envy you. How was it? Uh, that was a wonderful show. I mean, I almost lost my phone, but uh, luckily I was able to find it. Oh, man. I mean, but uh, I'm going to work tour in June. I'm seeing We Found Glory at the Well Turn on June 16th. I'm seeing Sum 41 at, uh... The World Turn in May on their 15-year anniversary tour of Does This Look Infected. Yeah, we're going to that as well when they when they I come. I was looking into seeing Dance Gavin Dance in Santa Ana, but it's sold out. I mean, I saw Dance Gavin Dance at Warped Tour. They're a good band. Nice. And do you get inspiration from that after going to a concert? Yeah, yeah, because some, sometimes. So for Warped Tour, what is your um, day going to be planned around? What bands are you specifically going to see? Uh, Definitely state champs. Uh, looking forward to seeing them. Issues, although it will be disappointing that Michael Bone will not be there because they parted ways with him back in January. Yeah, I heard about that, unfortunately. I mean, I like Michael a lot. He was a cool screamer, but, uh, I mean, you got to respect issues as they are right now. Totally, totally. A uh, simple, simple plan, absolutely. Another thing I wanted to ask you is, what is the most challenging thing um, aspect of being an artist? Well, not like having to deal with not getting a response from the people you send it to or tag on Instagram. Not only that, but even the process is excruciating. I can't even, I've even had to take breaks because my hands and fingers start hurting. And it's like, well, especially what's challenging right now is having to get Kellen Quinn's painting done before Tuesday, depending on if my computer turns on and they're able to fix it is and that with all my other schoolwork it's like i gotta do a lot of work and dedication over the weekend because i gotta put hours into this thing because i gotta do it when i don't have class and i want to get it done hopefully before his birthday on tuesday it takes a lot of time and effort to to create oh, yes, these it pieces does. besides creating i mean it takes time to find the right reference image because you don't want because i've been really liking a lot of like three-quarter views like of chris and tom and derek and mark because like those are not like straight on shots yeah can you can you go into that a little further can you explain to the listeners what your process is like how how you find an what image I, and and how that comes what about? i do is i like I look around at images of these people i mean especially ones that are like three-quarter shots that one have the best lighting because you don't want one that has too many shadows because you can't see their actual skin colors or it doesn't look right if it's like too shadowy and you always want to do it like my suggestion do it in the daytime make sure there isn't a dark background so you can easily like use the magnetic lasso tool to remove the background or or easy to recreate and as far as your rap influences what else what else do you have in store there? Um, what do you plan on doing in the future with that as far as hip-hop? I don't know because, like, well, I started getting into Tyler, the Creator, when I was in high school. And you're not going to believe this, but there was a student in my high school. There, My high school was in an office building with 64 kids. And there was this one kid who, in fact, 
you're not going to believe this, was actually friends with Tyler, the creator. And, um, wow. I was like, well, I was super jealous. I wanted to meet him. He was like, no, because like he was trying to respect Tyler's privacy, but at the expense of hurting people's feelings at school. I mean, that's what happens. Like, these are the risks you run if you're associated with a public figure. You're going to get a lot of attention. Of course. But and and you were, that was in I'm California, right? Well, yeah, with people with, whenever I say I'm friends with Ian, it's like not a lot of people are jealous. It's like, statue, there's like not a lot of people, I think, know Newfound Glory, and they're not as big as Tyler, the creator, and we only hang out whenever we meet each other at their concerts. Yeah, so do you keep in touch with Ian, or? Of course I do, yeah. Okay, I mean, okay. last time I reached out to him, I was sending him the photo of him and Cyrus with their eggheads for Easter. I was like, happy Easter, you eggheads. You'll see that. That's awesome. You, you That's see so it? awesome. Yeah. Right next to the, yeah, because they shaved their heads for St. Baldrick's Foundation. And and that's a, that's amazing that you got recognized by St. Baldrick's as well. Yeah, for the for the actual one. Yeah, I mean, of course, it's such an honor. Can you explain uh, for people who don't know what that is? St. Baldrick's is a foundation to conquer childhood cancers. So you said that you got into the scene of music when you were very young. And yeah, I started taking bass lessons and guitar lessons when I was in middle, I mean, elementary school. So what was your first love? Was it art or was it music? Art. Art. So was art always the plan or once you started playing uh, music? I didn't have a plan when I was young. I didn't even know what I wanted to do when I grew up. I wasn't worried about that at the time. With you creating art pieces for for bands merchandise, would that be the end goal? In well, the that's future? one goal. So, like, because, like, who knows? Like, how many, like, if you sell a shirt for, like, $20 or $40, depending on its size, and, like, you sell it to, like, hundreds of people or thousands, you get, like, $4,000. Would you want to work crazy. with, with um, Newfound Glory exclusively? Or, ideally, you would just want to work Besides with a record Newfound label? Newfound Glory, I mean, of course Newfound Glory, but I would also love to work with, like, even record labels, like, Hopeless Records who's also in charge of Neck Deep and uh, Stump 41 and The Wonder Years. Yeah, I love Hopeless Records. Big fan. <laughs> love Hopeless Records and Pure Noise Records, too. Yes. Who do you like off of Pure Noise? Uh, State Champs story so far, uh, Forever Came Calling, who Steve Klein has worked with. Very nice. Like, I really actually, I actually want to work with Steve. Uh, like, I hope he produces my first record. What? I know he's worked with small bands. He's just produced, uh, there's a band called Yearbooks. Nice. That he's just produced a, re- a record for. So that's what he's doing now? Because I always wondered what happened to him after Newfound Glory, what he was up to. Uh, he's been producing. Uh, he's been, like, uh, composing. Because I, I know he did, he worked with Forever Came Calling. Uh, and uh, he's produced State Champs record. Do you have any advice for um, artists out there that are trying to get their work out there and, and create? Well, it's not a bad idea to send a direct message. And you shouldn't be concerned about whether or not they're going to see it or respond. But getting out, getting it out there, that's even enough. Right, just networking. Just getting it out, like, sending it to them. Like, because you never know what's going to happen. Even if you may think they may not respond, that may not necessarily be true. Because, like, that night with Ian, when I sent him that Photoshop pic of me 
playing my bass. I was like, I didn't expect him to respond. It was beyond my wildest dreams. I was like, holy shit, I can't believe this. Yeah, that's pretty incredible that you go from being a fan to all of a sudden you're in direct contact with a band member. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like Instagram works. <laughs> yeah. In that ways. And and where can people uh, find you on social media? What is your uh, tag? Facebook. Facebook, they go to Ethan Um, I have a website. That's EthanArt.com. Yeah, how I, I originally found you through the, like I said earlier, through the Mark Hoppus post for yeah. your birthday. And then I went to your website, and I was truly blown away by the amount of um, detail that you put into these artists, into drawing Thank them. Thank you. And I, and I knew that it must have taken a lot of time and effort to get everything specifically down. Like I said earlier, from the facial expressions to the tattoos to the guitar or the bass. Mark, out of all four of the people, out of Chris, Tom, Mark, and Derek, Mark took the least amount of time. Uh, well, with Tyler, the creator, when you scroll down... That took, I think, about two hours. That's not as detailed. Like, you see, it's just like... Because it gets better and better each time. Right. Yeah, the more that you do it, the more you get used to to drawing and uh, and getting more of an eye for it, right? That's how you improve as an artist. Do you have any advice for, for artists as far as that, to, to perfect their craft of what they have to do? Um, to what, like, ways to get better? Yeah, what they like should do. I- from like Tyler to Mark to Derek to Chris, and with that example, uh, you always want to spend more time. Like, just don't worry if it's like try not to focus on whether or not it's taking long, or don't worry about getting it done. Like, try to focus on like how do I want this to look, or do I want this to look as good, as like the best as possible, or. Right. Do I want to make this look as close as you as the reference image? And if so, then put in the amount of work it takes to make that happen. Because, like, eventually, uh, in the moment, you may think, oh, man, I want to give up because I can't do it. But then, because you take a break, you put some time off of it to, like, let your hands relax. You go back to it. You keep working. And then you're halfway there, and you're almost done. And you feel good about it. In the end, the process can be excruciating. I've even, like, set my alarm for 6.15 in the morning and I've worked for, like, two hours each morning to squeeze more time in each day. I can totally appreciate that because I, I mean, I'm not an established artist, but I like to draw as well. So I can absolutely appreciate what you mean when you got to take breaks to get things done. Because, you know, if you don't first... You know, if you try to rush everything, it doesn't come out the way you want it to. And then exactly. you just really got to make like, time for it. Yeah. When you look at Tyler, how like the shadows in his skin, like you can see how they're just like pure brushstrokes and like they're like there aren't much gradients. Like, even the folding lines in his shirt, it's like you can tell that was done quicker. That took less time based off the quality of the work. It's just, my thesis is the more time, the better it'll look. Oh yeah, for sure. Depending on the complexity of the image. Of course. Even if it takes you a week, you know, because of school or whatever, it's better That's to just okay. take your time, you like, know? I did, I got uh, Zachary Merrick of All Time Lows picture done a week before his birthday, which is this Saturday. What is your favorite All Time Low album? Uh, I like, to be honest, uh, 
after listening to them all carefully and noticing how Alex Gaskarth's voice kind of changes, I like uh, Don't Panic a lot because of So Long Soldier, which features Cassidy Pope and uh, like the fastest ones are that and uh, So Long, Thanks for All the Booze. Yeah, I agree with you on that. That's a really great album. The fast ones are like the dope ones. Do you have any plans of, of drawing Alex or, or Jack in the future? Or? Well, Jack, yes, because his birthday is on June 18th. Um, Alex is not till December, but I don't have to do it just for their birthdays. I could do it, but um, when I enter my sophomore year, depending if I'm coming back, because I'm thinking about going on a taking a sabbatical for personal reasons, even if I do come back to Champlain for my sophomore year, I will not be doing as much art as I'm doing right now because I'm going to have an extra class and I'm going to have an increased workload. You have a lot on your plate. It's a trade-off. It's like you got to sacrifice doing something you love for something that's best for you. So like I said earlier, I'm a really big Blink fan and I need to know this just for personal reasons. Um, yes. I, I know that you, you drew Mark for his 46th birthday. Is Mark your favorite member of the band? Uh, yes, because he plays bass. And, um, I mean, I really like his basses a lot, especially his custom Jaguar basses. I don't know why he moved on from his, like, the Fender Mark Hoppus with the, the J bass body and the P bass split pickups. I mean, the, sadly, those got discontinued by Fender. I'm actually thankful I have both colors the surf green and the white blonde nice wow you have the actual bases you mean uh the ones yeah i bought them at guitar center uh wow cool because like they had the the surf green and the white blonde with the tortoise pick guard nice the surf green was always my favorite yeah with the pearl pick guard yeah yeah those are really cool bases a lot I mean, because I love the fact that they just had the volume knob and that they don't have a toe knob. Yeah, it makes it simpler, right, to play? Yeah, it's like, oh my god, when you take it out of the box and you plug it into an Ampeg SVT-810E base enclosure with the Ampeg SVT-1000 head, it just sounds like, does this look infected? I mean, not, <laughs> sorry, uh, take off your pants and jacket. Nice, does this look nice. infected from Sub 41? Very nice. I mean, yeah, I'm going to take off your pants and jacket because, like, it's like it gives you the tone that you want, like, all those punk bases play. This is another question I need to know. Yes. Tom or Matt Skiba? Uh, both. Good answer. I nice, like that nice, answer. But, uh, I like Tom more, but, I mean, I don't like that his voice is deepened from, like, early on till like, now. Yeah, his voice has definitely changed. But I like that. But, I like that answer. Both. But I'm just hoping that Tom comes back. I mean, it, I think there's a rumor that uh, he's getting uh, Dave Kennedy and Matt Walker back into Angels and Airwaves for their upcoming record. I heard about that. I saw the recent post that he made. So because like, here's the hoping. Don't know if it's, I don't know if it's been confirmed, but I would like that to happen because they haven't been on the road in years. So so getting back to your to your artwork. Um, can you just give us a walkthrough of since you were little up until this point, um, 
the transition between maybe painting and drawing to more technology um, based stuff? Well, I started off scribbling, obviously, and I started using a lot of papers and I can't even remember what I started creating, like my first creations. Those are probably my baby book, but, uh, but uh, painting was fun because I don't remember my first painting, but I remember I'd have art lessons. I think I would create landscapes. I remember I once took a summer class at art and I created, I think this tree, like with all the, it kind of looks like those wavy branches. Nice. And, um, cause like I kind of, I expanded my horizons to more and more artists as I grew up. Yeah. That's and, a, that's a good question to ask. Um, what, what artists inspire you? Uh, besides Van Gogh, uh, I would say, um, I don't know, because like there's plenty of them out there. And are you are you like, ever gonna go back to um, regular style of painting and drawing? Are maybe you- I don't know, maybe because like I'm I'm focusing, I'm shifting my focus to Wacom tablet art because I'm saving paper and you have a wider variety of colors with the eyedropper tool, and you can pick up the exact like colors, images, and make them like. Because it's actually a wider variety instead of having to like spend a lot of time like mixing colors to make it to estimate. Unlike how in Photoshop, you actually have the exact ones if you place your uh, the cursor or eyedropper tool above a certain color. It's like it picks it up. Yeah, it comes out great too. It really looks yeah. amazing. Thank you, yeah. You don't have to get your hands dirty with uh, Photoshop, although you make your hands hurt in the end from holding pressing down on the stylus for too long yeah don't get carpal tunnel on us now okay i'm not gonna get carpal tunnel it's like that's <laughs> why i take breaks like yeah, i'm even a, taking like an idea. hour break that's a good idea i remember i uh, uh i made a drawing for lisa here for her birthday one time uh, it was four hours before her birthday and i made her a blink 182 based drawing but my mistake was like doing it for four hours straight. no like the full band yeah, yeah, I did. I drew every band member and all that, but my mistake was doing it for four hours straight, no breaks. You know, yeah, you never want to do that. Yeah, yeah, I you learned that the whole time. You want to always plan ahead because I, I even planned uh, Zachary Merrick like a week in advance, despite that when I have the signature, it dates like his exact birthday because I want to make people think that it was created like before, but that's why I did it like. Although Chris Carabas says four ten eighteen because that's his birthday, or although he was born in nineteen seventy five, uh, I actually did not finish that painting on the tenth. I did start Derek's on the twentieth of March, and I did happen to finish it on the twenty first. But with other paintings, even though they may be dated a certain date, that's because of their birthday. That doesn't mean it was finished on that date. Right. But yeah, that's a good policy to take breaks in between. Absolutely, because you have other priorities. So what bands and musicians do you plan on drawing in the future? I know you said you uh, have Zachary Merrick and besides, you have Karen, Kellen Quinn. Uh, besides Kellen, uh, I was thinking about doing Mike Dern of Green Day, or I was thinking about it. Um, besides Jack Barricat, uh, 
I definitely want to do Jack Bear Cat. Very nice. I also want to do uh, Ben Barlow. Who else this summer? Uh, who would I be? Oh, uh, Joshua Woodard of A Day to Remember. Nice. Nice choice. I want to do Josh because he doesn't have many tattoos. I know Neil Westfall does, but Neil Westfall is going to take quite a while. Same with Kevin Scaff. Yeah, it makes sense because of all, all their tattoos and stuff. You want to make it look as realistic as possible, and especially like using the eyedropper tool and having to turn on, turn layers on and off, and have to keep adding layers and then merging them. It takes time. What would be your ideal dream in the future, um, career-wise? What is the goal? To like get besides being a band and play bass and tour, uh, just make art for these artists. Hopefully, have it ending up on clothing or merch that they can sell, like, with the authorization of the labels. The, the picture that I referenced all these artists from is on the internet. And, again, people, like, thousands or even millions, like, probably download them every day. And it's like, or on some websites, you can't even download images because right. of copyright. But, I mean, people make art of these artists every day and tag them on Instagram and I've seen them, and it's like, wow, this is impressive. I yeah, so you want to make sure that whatever you do end up selling isn't, you know, something that's already existing. Well, the reference image exists. But right, right, but you don't want to... The wanna... piece doesn't. Right, that's what I mean. You don't want that to become a problem. The art piece does not exist. Like, the art piece... The art piece exists on social media, but not on merch. right. So, Ethan, anything else? Any last thoughts that you want to say before we let you go? Wow, this is an honor, and I'm super excited and thankful for this opportunity. Thank you so much, Ethan, for coming on with us today. Yeah, thank you guys for allowing me to do this. This is such an honor. I sincerely appreciate it. And um, we wish you the best of luck with everything, and we hope that you get noticed. Yeah, and as an artist myself, I just want to say that you do amazing work, and I really love everything that I've seen. All right, Ethan. I really appreciate it. Well, you thank- guys take care. You take care too. Day. Thank you. Bye. All right, guys. Well, that was award-winning artist Ethan Altshuler. What a nice guy, Eric. Yeah, very down-to-earth. Extremely talented, really down-to-earth guy. Um, you all really need to check his artwork out. Truly incredible stuff. I just stumbled upon his artwork um, on social media, which you can find him on Instagram and Facebook. Um, look him up, Ethan Altshuler. And he has a website, www.ethanart.com. That's www.ethanart.com. Definitely check his stuff out. You can go over to his website. If you see anything that you like, you can buy it. He has prints of all types of artists from hip-hop to pop-punk. Um, some of my personal favorites, which we'll post are Mark Hoppus from Blink-182, Derek Wibley from Sum 41, and Chris Caraba from Dashboard Confessional. So he has amazing stuff. Um, and yeah, you guys all really need to go check him out. So on that note, we want to hear what you guys thought of today's episode. What do you guys think about Ethan? Definitely go to our social medias so you can see his work for yourself and uh, check him out. We are on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook at Music Matters Media.